Hello, James here. Welcome to the James Cast, and this is gonna be a lot of fun. We're talking cars. That's Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive and myself. You can hear another version of this, by the way, at potaholics.com, www.potaholics with a K.com. In this version, you get, well, a little less edited out. You know, it's it's a little dirtier. <laughs> That sounds wrong, but it, it really is a version that gives you a little bit more of the chat that we've had. And you know what? It's, it's just a lot of fun. We sat down and we had a conversation as we usually do about cars. We talked about storing cars, actually why you want to have someone take care of your car who can deal with issues because you never know in the storage process what's going to go wrong. We talked a little bit about this and about that. It, generally, it's just a great conversation. I'm not going to give anything more away. Why don't you just dive in and give it a listen? It's the PowerWorks Podcast right here on the James Cast. Yeah, yeah I mean, you could be standing in a workshop while somebody's oh. trying to do a bolt with an air gun while you're trying to talk to somebody. Oh, no. I mean, that's... and yeah. it's, it's it, You never realize when you t start talking about working in a workshop, the amount of noise, air guns and things falling and you know, grinders and, you know. Yeah, it's one of those things, you know, like, it's, it's, it's weird now, but obviously I'm just, I just measure everything because I have to, you know. Yeah. Where's the next, where's the next rent check getting paid from and, and how yeah. are we getting this to, out and when does that car get back to the customer and why is this customer calling me in? When you've got all the air tools going around the shop and you can hear someone hammering and there's like, you know, seven, eight people all at work making a noise, it's yeah. a comfort. And for me, anyway, and it's probably the same yeah. for most mechanics, you just get, you feel a lot, you're just comfortable around yeah. it. Yeah, if there's no sound. And when it drops your... off, <laughs> it's like lunchtime comes around. Yeah. It's like, hang on a minute. What's just happened? <laughs> there's nobody around. There's seven cars in the on the lifts and there's nothing getting fixed. What yeah. What's going on? Yeah, like that's all of a sudden becomes a very panicking time. Yeah, um, so it's it's interesting actually how I've always obviously liked the noise, not necessarily liked sure. it, but just being comfortable with it. But now when it isn't there, it's even worse. Yeah, it's like oh no, we're not making any money now. We're not making any money now. That <laughs> well, customer that's wants that's the car it. back. Yeah, if if you've got no sound, you got no cash, and that's yeah. that's a good. That's a I never thought of it that way. Yeah, so you want to have the sound thing. Just sort of. just makes you feel like you're busy. I've just sent if you're looking at what I've just sent you a three minute voice note rant <laughs> just to get it out of my system before we did the podcast and I spoiled it. Uh, no, I, I'm I'm not looking at the voice note rant, but it's, <laughs> Colin sent me one of those. He just kind of did it. It was a, it was you know often we have a little bit of a chat before and and sometimes I, I you know I, rec I I include them depending on what we're talking about. Yeah, Colin, Collins mine. is not happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you can't include mine. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're not going there either. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet, but all right. <laughs> yeah. you know, we're not doing do that. I need to listen to it before we? I get mean, it's it's, per, it's it's no, no, no. You don't need to listen to it. I just, I, I was just, it, just two situations that bugged me, and I was like, I need to just get this off my okay. chest. Yeah, anytime gonna, you need to do that. Otherwise, I'm going to go into the podcast and just be like, yeah, yeah. this car's rubbish. Don't yeah. want to talk about that. Don't yeah. want to talk. So it's yeah. off my chest. Now. Okay. I have oh. not looked at it because oh, when good. I come in and out of things, I, it was, I mean, I could delete it now. I've you, said it. So as far as it's out. If you caught it off your chest, I'm, I'm happy about yeah. that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, in fact, I think it's always good 
psychologically and and just sort of mental well-being to have that person that you can call rant they don't take it personally and they say you feel better yeah okay good <laughs> all right well, so what's going on it's like yeah. you know I, I don't want to know about it i don't care i mean you feel better yeah good yeah i, so I still think we should you know we should get uh, me and me and dj in on the show and just yeah. like talk about some of the uh, there's no word for it that's not slang or vulgar or whatever you want to call it but the, the absolute disasters that we see on a daily basis just from and it, and it's yeah totally avoidable all the time it's yeah completely totally avoidable all the time but yeah it's good yeah. It's sad news the uh the lincoln town car that i've been eyeing that had a sticker to get towed oh no got taken it got oh. bought it got bought it didn't get towed oh, good, I, I was good. walking the good. dog the emirati guy who owned it had a buyer there and he's showing them around and they're talking in Arabic, but I'm, you know, I'm hanging around with my big dog, right? And they're kind of looking, what's this guy doing? <laughs> and, and I see him get in and I'm just waiting because I see him get in the car and he's going he's, he's gonna to start it for the buyer. And I'm going, big starts. Hope it starts for you, dude. And and clearly he hadn't been there checking out because I, I go by all the time. And so there's, and, and he, he's, he, you know, good old American Lincoln cranks it over. It starts. And I'm listening. I don't hear any. I'm listening. Oh, are we going to hear any uh, valve clatter? No, I didn't hear the. It actually sounded okay. Like it. Beautiful part though. And so it, sound is one thing, and I'm pretty sure there's work needs to be done on this Lincoln. He, it was gone then, and I'm looking where it was parked. Quite a big pool of oil underneath the car. No, no, no. They're just waterproofing <laughs> the asphalt. <laughs> That's what they're doing. They're doing I took, a took the old goat in for the inspection and, uh, you know, 300 and whatever thousand kilometers on it. And uh, it's always, you know, a question of, is it going to get through the inspection again? Is it going to get through? And uh, and then I'm thinking, when did I last have that in for service? Oh, yeah, we did have it in for service. And uh, it seemed to be okay then. And, uh, yeah, rolled off the old... Uh, you know, the inspection line, perfectly good for another year. So yeah. uh, uh, there we go. Yeah, well, oh, oh, no, no, no. Roadworthy is not what it <laughs> tests. At the, time of, at the time of test, it was okay. Well, that's it. So I was happy at that moment. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It was always funny. Like the MOT is the equivalent in the UK, and it's like, you know, this is a roadworthiness test. It's not really a roadworthiness <laughs> test, and it's only applicable for the time of test. Yeah. So as soon as you start that car and take it anywhere, it's now no longer valid. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Here we go. It's podcasting time, which means Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotives here. We're going to be talking cars, good, bad, ugly, and more. We got Joey Wu chiming in here on the Cash Kai. Looking forward to that. Uh, you know what? As always, coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai, the Epic Podcast Studio, and we're gonna have a lot of fun. Glenn's here. I'm here. It's podcast time. Yeah, it's time to do it again. <laughs> it's time to do it again. <laughs> this, this is um, a very, very welcome distraction this week. So, you know what? I, I, I don't know who gets the most therapy out of these. You guys who come in, Colin was in before you, and and I had a, a dude, Kev Fitzsimmons, in, and you know, I, I don't know who gets more therapy, me or you guys, but. It's just great to have that distraction, as you said, and think about something else and just go for it. Anyone that likes, you know, I always like to think I'm doing a service talking to anybody. I, I always make them feel better about themselves. You know, you know 
yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's, I always say that to people. You know, I think you've had a bad day. Um, give me a shout. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I had, hey, I had a buddy like that. I literally did. And it was anytime you thought you were having a bad day, just give him a call because he could top you on anything. And you, I mean, you, you could have just got fired from your job and your wife divorced you. I'm going to give, uh, going to give him a call and you do, and you'd, you'd get him on the line and you'd leave feeling, you know, like my life is so good because his was always worse. Yeah. I try and provide that service as well. I start charging for it soon. No, it's not that bad really. You can't no. complain. It's, it's February, 2020. One and yeah. yesterday, so we we've got a we we use um, internet radio in the workshop. Okay, actually running off this laptop through Bluetooth, and I've got an old um, water damaged soundbar with a subwoofer that I had at home. Okay, that we managed to. So you're running, to you're, life. you're running it off a nice vintage Lenovo onto an old soundbar, and yeah. it sounds beautiful. Sounds great in the workshop. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we just we listen to BBC Radio One. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm sticking to being young enough to not have to move over to BBC Radio 2, and I will never do that. <laughs> so he says uh, Radio now. 1, I mean, sometimes some of the stuff. Anyway, anyway. Um, but there's a, the, the breakfast DJ, obviously it comes on like 11 o'clock here. Yeah. But sort of yesterday, obviously, first day of the week in the UK, the working week. And he's like, oh, it's February 1st. We'll never have to live through January 2021 again. And I thought, you know. It's not a bad point, is it? Yeah, it, it is. wasn't the best. <laughs> it was not the best, no. It wasn't the, certainly for the guys over in the UK. <laughs> oh, man, no, um, no, no. So I don't think anywhere in the world is it. It, it hasn't been good for anyone, and it's, no. you know, hey, we're, we're okay here, but it's a relative thing. So, yeah, we're okay here, but it's not also. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I mean, that's the point. I, mean, I don't, don't feel right complaining. <laughs> Things aren't that bad, really, are they? No. You know, when you look around. No. Wife's healthy, kids yeah. are healthy, yeah. I'm healthy. We're working. Got stuff to keep me busy. Yeah. That's right. so, there we go. You know, we're all good. Everything's yeah. good. And, you know, there's been plenty of stuff going on. Oh, man. You know what? I actually was talking with some of my students yesterday. And the advice I gave them was carve out the portion of the day where you're going to watch or listen to the news. And then the rest of the time, ignore it. And, and they said, do you do that? I said, absolutely. That's what I do. I, I mean, I tune into the news in the morning. So you're hooking into BBC. I'm yeah. hooking into CBC in the yeah. morning. I listen to that news. Actually, I, I temper it. I listen to... 30 minutes of CBC, The World at Six with Susan Bonner. And then I listen to the BBC World News podcast that goes out for another about 30 minutes. Yeah. So I get this Canadian stuff and then I get the BBC perspective on the world. And that's my news for the day, one hour. And so, you know, okay. I also then look at the national in the afternoon at about four o'clock for about 15 minutes. And I, I don't read the world news I in the national. Local stuff, yeah. I look at the local stuff. I look at the UAE news and that's it. Yeah. And the rest of the day, someone says, oh, you keep track of what's going on with COVID? No. Do you know what's going on? What did you hear? It's like, nope. I mean, I could tell you what's happening with COVID. You're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> I mean, well, what are you going to say? What, yeah. That's well, just the way I think we have to accept that. Well, and that was the other argument that I had with someone that were going on. And I, not, not an argument, but we had a friendly discussion. They said, you know, this vax versus that vax versus this vax. So first, I had a, we had a discussion about availability in different countries. And, you know, it's hard to compare one versus the other if they don't have them in the country because they haven't bought into that vaccine. And second of all, I said, they're going, well, the efficacy rate. And I'm going, hold on. Efficacy rate is not the number that should be concerning you. The number that should concern you is if you get COVID with this vaccine, what's the percentage chance that you're going to end up with the worst case scenario? Mm. That's the number you want to have because inevitably you're going to get COVID anyway. Yeah. So as long as this vaccine, whichever one you're going for, protects you from getting into the ICU, 
then you're pretty happy. And it, then what tempered that one is there's a Johnson and Johnson's got a new vaccine coming out, which is kind of cool. One jab. That's kind of neat. No more tears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the lady, um, the doctor who uh, is being helped create the Moderna vaccine was talking about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine saying, you know, it's a pretty sweet vaccine. And she didn't have anything to do with it. And she's a competing vaccine saying that Johnson and Johnson's a pretty pretty sweet vaccine. And she said, you know what? In the world of vaccines, we need to rethink things a little bit. And mm. she said, when we're talking vaccines and we're reading about them, we're talking in terms of we want the perfect vaccine. And she said, you know what we really need to be thinking? We need to be thinking in terms of good enough. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and she said, if you start thinking in terms of good enough, any vaccine is going to be better than no vaccine. Exactly. So get vaccinated. I mean, how, how, how it's, it's a year ago. It's a year ago it's since year. Yeah. I started listening to Dr. John Campbell on YouTube and, and, yeah. and he was imploring Boris Johnson in the UK because Boris Johnson had come out stiff upper lip, typical yeah. Brit, very little was known at the time anywhere and said, ah, it's all right, we'll go for herd immunity. Well, herd immunity is 60 or 70%. Well, if you can yeah. vaccinate everybody, but it's only 60% effective, you're kind of there, right? Yeah. And everyone's had a shot in the arm. Yeah. That's a lot better than, well, I've been there, you know. I've, yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've dealt You've, with it. Yeah. So it's not pretty. I'd rather have a shot in the arm and I hate needles. Yeah. So that, that's just the, that's just the way, the way it is. And I don't, I don't know anything. I will still trust the wealth of scientific knowledge yeah. that's out there that's, that's oh, that's dealt it. with all this. And, and you know, you know, what actually, the best one is is I mean, you know, a few doctors. I know a few doctors, and quite frankly, their their medical education doesn't mean they can read Lancet Journal any better than you can read the yeah. Lancet Journal. And there's a whole bunch of research out there that is available for all of us to read. And our world in data is a fantastic yeah. resource. And so I think if you just start actually educating yourself. And reading some of this stuff and getting up on the terminology, you know, the, the average GP doesn't know anything more about the molecular makeup of things, nor how that molecular makeup works. Yeah. They, they might have studied a chemistry class at one point in their studies that helps them understand how membrane transfer works. But do they know about new protein-busting viruses and virology? No, they don't. Everyone's an, an expert on Facebook, though. Yeah. Well, oh, you got to be careful. Facebook. And that's the thing. You got to be careful. The, the interesting thing about this, and this is the last thing I, obviously, COVID, hey, everyone knows about it. But the yeah. interesting thing that sort of novel thing that I've noticed is we, me and Amy sat and watched a film on Friday called Greenland. Right. Yeah. Uh, Gerard Butler. Yes. It's getting old, so, eh? So, yeah. <laughs> what happened to Gerald but Gerard yeah. Butler? Yeah. Like, yeah, I thought, yeah. I, I, I know. I'm looking, I'm going, whoa. Because his, his wife in it, I forget the lady's name, but she was she was in the original series of Homeland and she was yes. also in the remake of V about yes. 10 years ago. Yeah. She's the, the exact same. Yeah. Yeah. Gerald Butler's had it hard. I mean, he's been yeah. in a lot of you know hard situations. I mean, he's saved three presidents, hasn't he? Right, yeah. Or saved the president <laughs> three times. Yeah. So yeah. he's had it hard, but... There was a, this film basically is, there's an asteroid coming, it's going to come very close to the Earth and then they get it wrong, but it's actually going to be an extinction event and everyone's going to go. And without giving anything too much away, the plan is that they're going to get locked down yep. in these underground bunkers yeah, and they're going to ride out the 600 degrees Celsius winds and all this stuff that comes with the extinction impact for up to nine months. And you know, the first thing I thought was, I bet there's no more cold and flu. Yeah. 
Gone. Everything's dead. Yeah. Well, sixty or seventy yeah, percent, or whatever yeah, the prediction yeah. was, would would be life. Plant and animal will be wiped off the face of the earth. But then the people that are in there are all then just going to have had everything in close contact for nine months, and then there's yeah. going to be nothing left. Yeah. There'll be no more illness. Can you imagine? So it's going like to start fresh. Amazing. <laughs> I'm not saying we need an impact no. on an asteroid, but no. it makes you think back to the start where we could have probably done because well, and, that, and that's the whole that's the whole thinking of New Zealand and close their doors and we we yeah, limit but, travel. You know, one of the things you know one of the things that people I remember saying at the start was look the risk of of, of not allowing the virus to go its full phase, if you like, is if you limit social contact, the natural selection yeah. is going to mean that the one, the viruses that are the, if they mutate, the ones that are going to survive are ultimately going to yeah. be the ones that are easier to transmit. Right. Because yeah. the ones that can't transmit can't survive. Gotcha. So we've kind of created ourselves a bit of an issue here by half horsed. <laughs> yeah. So what we need to do is we need to get Gerard Butler, the woman from V, and get in a concrete bunker for nine months yeah. and then we'll be fine. Yeah. There are some people I'm sure who are doing that. So <laughs> why are they normally in like this, the Southern States of America? As well? uh, look, I want to, I want to follow up a little bit on our cash uh, conversation yes. because you and I were talking about the cash and it, and it was kind of, you know, a, a discussion that yeah, I don't know if I'm really, we've obviously all not seen one here for a few years. I mean, well, that was the thing. And so I, I sent it out to my, well, I got a message from my brother and he said, Oh yeah, look, I've got a new rental. He gets a rental for uh when he does his work stuff. And he says, I'm driving a cash guy. And I went, really? <laughs> and what do you think of that? And you know, he, he kind of showed the outside and then I said, well, I really want to hear about the inside actually. And then he said, well, okay, when I'm out driving, I'll, uh, I'll do a review for you. And, and he said, look, a lot of, a lot of gadgets mm. and, and a lot of things. And it was interesting because he was, he was really saying, look, I need, I just need to get that Maxima. I love the Maxima. He'd get out the Maxima. He said, and I, I said, well, how's it compared to the Maxima? He says, well, it's a totally different comparison, dude. And he said, the pro I said, well, why didn't you get a Maxima? He says, I need it all wheel drive. I know. Mean, okay. Gotcha. And so then I, I kind of said, you know, well, we, we, you know, we're, you, you know, you've had the Kia, you've had the GM tracks. How do you compare to that, those? Cause you've had all of the same size. And he said, um, he said, you know what? The Camry was pretty nice that he had. And he said, it was, it was nice. It needed more options. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the, he said the Camry and the Maxima were the most comfortable vehicles he's been driving. And he said the, uh, the issue that he, that he had with the cash guy, he said, you know, it's a small car. But it was nicer than the other ones too. So he said, Fair you know, it, it kind of did the job. It's it's okay on the road. It's got all wheel drive. It's got it's nicely appointed with technology. He says, look, it's 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 a budget car, mm. and it has some of that budget feel. But for the most part, it's a pretty nice drive. Yeah. So yeah. Real life, real world. Yeah. And our you know, and, and part of our dilemma here is we don't they don't sell them anymore. So all we're seeing is the cast offs. Yeah, I the ones it was, that have it was a couple of years ago uh, since since we we hired one. Yeah. Uh, wasn't impressed, but two years is a long time. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. And so then I had another dilemma over uh, my, my good friend uh, Bunny came back town she's back wonderful to have bunny back here uh bunny and i it's, it's fun because when you have friends who move who move to dubai and she's been here i don't know probably seven years now and uh we met this woman she goes by the name bunny that's that you know, she's got an actual name but uh, that name sort of uh, did she did she because you met her did she call herself bunny to you or did she call herself renata renata okay so yeah. so just so you know just call her bunny 
and I'm not going to do that. No, no, that's no. the name she goes by. She, okay. I've never called her Renata. Okay. Like, I mean, I, I, like, <laughs> this is why she goes by Bunny because you just approached her the first time you met her and said, so, "Hi, Bunny." No, so I we we met, and this is this this all is going to come around in a second. You're going to get it. We met years ago, like literally. 25 years ago as rafting guides on the St. Lawrence River. And we were all training to be rafting guides. You start training, by the way, when the ice is still on the river. And, you know, it's a nice little piece of river in Montreal if you if you like to do rafting. Class three rapids, nice wide part of, of, the, of the water where it, it, the reason they have the St. Lawrence Seaway and the, the canal system there is because you, it's impassable with a boat because it, it really drops and it's a ledge drop, right? Okay. So the water going over at about 20 kilometers an hour hits these ledges. You get nice 15 foot, foot waves, right? Great for rafting, fast, big, and you start doing it in the winter. So we were rafting guides together on the St. Lawrence River. Fast forward, she's living here, got, got a sweet ride. And uh, as would happen, she uh, she needed someone to take care of that ride when she went away, and she did not ask me to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and for the longest time, I'm thinking, I wonder why she didn't ask me. That oh, I guess I drive the Wrangler that that is you know making it, and we were rafting guides together. So she she's pretty aware of of how you, you know, handle handle things vehicles. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and the, the best, I had the, the best raft. So my wife was a rafting guy too, if you can imagine, because we were married at this time. Maybe we weren't married yet. Anyway, uh, we were rafting one guys together. And one day I said, oh, you got to take out this raft. It's the, the bomb of the rafts. The fact that you have to put a little duct tape on because it does lose air, but, but you make it down to the bottom with still a lot of air. So you don't have to worry. And the only problem was this raft, the Shoshone, you had to be seated in it to get maximum purchase with the oars because you'd have these big long oars on the back that you would you would row. You'd have people with with paddles, but really you didn't need them yeah. unless you had a really full raft. Then they could help also give you speed. Yeah. But once in the rapids and heading for the wave, you know they'd have their paddles up. You know, and you'd call it down, and they'd you know kind of duck inside because as you're going down and hitting this 15 foot wave in a 16 foot raft, <laughs> it's like doom is impending, right? <laughs> so you'd steer it with these big long oars and. Uh, so the Shoshone was a sit-down one. The guy in the back who was guiding her, the, the gal, they had to be seated. Neglected to mention that to my wife, and she's taking down a group of kids, and I'm going, take that Shoshone, it's the best raft. So she gets in it. She's a stand-up right. guide. You must have been married, James, because there's no way she's marrying you after that if you <laughs> yeah. told her not, not, didn't tell her to sit down. <laughs> stand-up guide. And uh, yeah, we were married, actually. Uh, a stand-up guide who needs to be sitting down. And she said, I, she's, I almost missed the, the fan. Cause the, there's a, a narrow, like maybe 50 meters between the family route and the full fledged route, but you had to kind of maneuver to get into it. Right. And, uh, standing up very hard to maneuver in that raft to get into it. And she almost missed it. She said it was like, you know, freaking that, you know, we're, I'm taking these kids <laughs> down the full, the full rapids, which <laughs> I'm taking these kids and leaving you, James. Yeah. Thanks for and, telling and, me. And she said, you know, and, and quite frankly, when you're taking a bunch of kids down the family route in that raft, the duct tape really doesn't do as good a job as you might think it does. <laughs> and the worst part was you would, you would hear the bubbles coming out too. Of water. So I was like, Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'm figuring that's a, so great, great conversation with the bunny okay. because you took care of her car yeah. and uh, she was really happy with that. And that, so I didn't realize that's why she didn't ask me to do it because <laughs> she knows me too well. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I, the reason I bring this up is when, when you go away, 
it really is important to the health of your vehicle to be thinking of that. No matter what time of year, if you're going to be away for a month or two, make sure someone's taking care I of mean, your we, car. We got, um, you're exactly right. We we will, I suppose lucky is not the way to describe it at all because it's kind of unlucky in the end. But the reasons for keeping your car going and somebody using it effectively yeah. and, and looking after it while you're away for any kind of extended period of time is you don't want to have problems with batteries, tires, ACs, right. and anything that's that, that relies on oil circulation that's going to dry out, anything like that, even with modern engines and modern oils, it's it's not great. Within the first week, maybe the second week at most, was the airbag warning light came on randomly. Yeah. So I took it into the dealer because the car was still in warranty and a flat tire. Yeah. So, you know, like that yeah. wouldn't have been, I mean. So if you'd had the flat tire and, it hadn't, and you just got it sitting in your apartment yeah. and then you come back. And, and the tire is ruined. Yeah. Two months of flat tire. It's and done. you can't move your car. Yeah. And, and and then you get that airbag warning light. So this was another thing. What a, what a great thing. It's under warranty. You take it back. Well, it's not a, it's not a one minute fix. It's going to take a few days. Yeah. Well, obviously it was one of those. It's in warranty. Now I'm not going to look at it and, and yeah. risk voiding a warranty. Um, what do you think was the matter? Do you think it was well, just the fault, a sensor? the fault in there said passenger airbag deactivation switch. Mm. So on some cars, there's a switch to deactivate yeah. the airbag. Now on the sort of the VW group and Porsche stuff, there's usually, not always, there are some differences, but there's usually just one of those where you put the blade key in and turn yeah. it. So you have to m physically and deliberately go in there. It's upside down in the glove box or at the end of the dashboard behind a panel. So if you're going to put a baby seat in the front. Right, okay. The airbag doesn't go off, which is obviously dangerous for a, for a child seat. Now, this car didn't have that on it, huh. so I'm in a, I'm in a situation here where I have to think. Okay, is my diagnostic tool? This is a relatively new car, yeah. still in warranty with the yeah, manufacturer. Yeah. Is my diagnostic tool slightly out of date and not giving me the right data? There was no updates pending for the tool, so that's potentially just what it was. Or is this a more serious issue that mm. I'm going to have to start stripping components down to find out right. and then risk voiding the warranty, which yeah. is potentially, well, let's say an engine goes in warranty, you're talking yeah. 200, 200,000 dirhams, yeah. you know, I'm not going to get involved with that. Right. That wouldn't be fair. So we just took it around to the dealer and I should have put that in my rant. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was dealing with the dealer. <laughs> it's speechless i don't want to say anything yeah yeah. i mean you know yeah we'll talk off air it wasn't yeah it wasn't easy yeah. at all we had a we, we then seven or eight days later oh seven or eight days can you imagine if this was someone who needed to use the vehicle and you're you're out of commission for seven or eight days seven we used to do it all the time people are coming with a warning like okay have a quick yeah. check for us and we'd we'd either clear it and give them pointers and say, look, it might just be a glitch if it is come back, or if it, yeah. if, or if it is a problem that could still be a glitch, but if it isn't yeah. a glitch, it's safety related, then we'd say keep it in. Now, in the case of the airbag, you'd keep it in, because yeah, the last yeah. thing you want is that going off on the <laughs> yeah. road or not when you need it. So, about seven days. And yeah, then to pick the time. car up, and up, now it was a different person that gave me the keys yeah. back, and I dropped them with. Maybe this person didn't have the information, but I would have, thought he'd have wanted to get that information and yeah. I asked the questions the usual ones so what was the problem what have you done yeah. oh nothing we just cleared the fault 
<laughs> you haven't because I tried that and it wouldn't do that. Yeah. So, okay, back to the, maybe it was my diagnostic tool. Yeah. What was the fault? No, we just cleared it. What, it took you seven days to clear it? We just cleared the fault, sir. All right, thanks. <laughs> Has the light gone off? Yes. Okay, thank you. So I, I gave the, the job card copy and, and obviously everything's all online now for yeah, the yeah. warranty, but I gave the physical job card to Renata when she picked the car up and with her other key and just said, look, you have any issues with it? This is what it was in for originally. And you take it straight back to them and, and, yeah. and get on to them about it. But hopefully not. Hopefully it was a, a loose connection somewhere or yeah. the, the, there are so, how many times do we see the such and such a group of cars are having to be recalled because of a, yeah. a Japanese airbag manufacturer has recalled their airbags. Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not saying that's what happened because they should have told them. There's there's many many things that get done, and we used to get cars in for service that we'd go onto our online, which at the time was called Elsa, and we'd type the vehicle details in to bring up the service sheet, and it'd go bing 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 bing, and there'd be a load of service campaigns. Yeah, okay. So some a lot of them were called proactive, so it was something simple like there'd be we've changed the drain plug washer for mm. the gearbox because mm. we've noticed they've been leaking after the second change. So you need to, even if it's not in for a gearbox oil change, take the plug out, change the washer, put it back in. We've changed the type of wiper blade. We've changed the grease we use for the door hinges. So you need to clean the hinges out and put this new grease, whatever mm. it may be. And customers don't need a letter yeah, and they don't need telling, bring the car in because of that. Yeah. But while the car's in, proactively rectify it. Now, if it was a safety recall, then that's different. The customer gets notified. We collect the car. Yeah. We give them a courtesy car. We get it fixed and we give it back. doesn't necessarily happen everywhere. Uh, uh, yeah. It mm. wasn't easy to deal with, but mm. it was a great case in point of why you should keep somebody that you yeah. can trust. To, to, and it doesn't have to be mechanically minded person. It doesn't have to be a garage. It doesn't have to be... Nice to, nice to have someone, an advocate, though, who knows about stuff to go in. <laughs> to have a, you know, it, it, it's not a great example because obviously we know each other and yeah. if we're not, I had used you, you'd have just brought it in. That's fine. But to, to have it with the garage, it kind of takes out the stress for the middle person. So you don't yeah, have to yeah. feel bad for that person you've left the car with. I yeah, guess. yeah. And I think that's one of the things <laughs> yeah. to, because whilst it wouldn't bother me, yeah. And I know it probably wouldn't bother you. But still, still busy. Uh, yeah, but still like, oh, well, my watch, now i got to get this taken and care of. It's still busy and it's, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, and the other thing is, it sounds silly, but just to keep the car clean. Yeah, yeah. You know, just to keep it clean, just, you know, we were, we were looking at it every six or seven days at the car. Obviously it was with Porsche. So it was, it was about, a, what is it, 15 kilometers maybe? drive from where it was to the workshop mm. so we were doing 30 kilometers every week effectively but it was enough and obviously leaving it running before we drove it checking all the lights and the levels checking the tire pressures driving it to the workshop making sure everything's okay cleaning it and then taking it back so the you know the engine was getting a good run the, the, yeah. all, everything was being operated and you know just even silly things like opening the doors and make sure the seals are yeah, clean, yeah. regularly cleaning the seals. These, these things all add up, especially on a car like that. that was, that was yeah, this was a little Boxster. So uh, yeah. how'd, you, how'd you like that Boxster? I like the Boxster. Yeah. The Boxster is a, a really fun. nice car. Yeah, a lot of fun. Really nice car. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's very, 
very underappreciated mm. by anyone that's never had actually driven one. Because until, until you've driven one, I think you'd always think to yourself, well, you're always going to be sat in it thinking it's a nice car and then a Carrera is going to pull up next to you. <laughs> but, you know, it's a different car. Mm. You know, the engine layout is different. It feels completely different. They drive and handle different, and, and some people would say better. Certainly, in the case of the middle one, the Cayman, that oh, they man. do handle a lot better than the nine eleven. Mm, really? So, oh yeah, huh? Heck of a lot better. Huh? I never would have thought that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just there's there's differences to all these cars, and they're not necessarily, you know, it's it's not like one is a first step on the ladder, and then the next one yeah. is that, and then. You know, you've 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 sold your business for ten million dollars, so you buy the top one. It's not <laughs> yeah. like that. Okay, they're, they're all different horses for courses, and very very good car. Like I, I do like the cars, and mm. and it was it's the right color as well. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of hoping it'd be yellow, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be yellow Porsche unless it's like a Carrera GT or something. Then you can have a yellow Porsche. Uh, what's going on in the shop these days? You're busy. What's yeah, what's coming in? What's busy. coming in right we've, now? We've we've got um, one two. Three engines dismounted. We've got an old Mercedes Pagoda in at the minute, which came from the UK on... It was a European car, but it was in the UK. Mm-hmm. And it came on a container. And it just had a very significant amount of pound sterling spent on it for some work on the bottom end of the engine. And it was misfiring when it came. Oh. So we took the valve cover off, having done the regular usual checks, spark plugs, HT leads, all that nonsense, and, and checked everything else there. Took the valve cover off and, and found that some of the valve springs weren't fit properly. Mm. The rock springs weren't fit properly. So someone didn't know what they were doing. Then we did a compression test with the cover back on to find, after we found that it still wasn't running right, and there's no compression. <sighs> Cylinder number five. Yikes. And it's leaking. The leak is test past the rings. So they've... It's either not been reassembled properly or, or, or yeah. Yeah. something's yeah. gone horribly wrong. And mm. so it's a full rebuild. So we, we, that's that's kind of the coolest thing. In it, I mean. yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, I mean, it's a really, really easy engine. Straight six, really smooth when they run well. Seen a mm. few of them and looking forward to get it going. Spoke to the owner. He came in on Thursday last week. And he was sort of excited to see the progress and see the engine out and, and where we're getting with it. So, yeah, and, and actually, you know, parts to get, parts for that is really easy. Wow, well, that's good. That's Not good. Not here. You yeah. don't get them locally. But you can get them. But we can get them in. Yeah. So Nice. And is otherwise, it's just, you're, you know, is this is there anything special going on this time of year? Is this just people, I mean, you know, people really aren't using air, air conditioning, right? So. Well, look, usually, and it's weird, it's sort of, it's conspicuous in its absence, kind of the rain. I know. It's, this is all, usually that time of year where you get all the water issues. Yeah, like this morning, mm-hmm. it was kind of. Mm, I was looking out and going, "Oh, is this going to yeah. be the day? Is this going to be the day?" That fizzled away. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're maybe in the next couple of weeks. Certainly, I would expect it this month, but no rain in January. I know. Which is it's first bad. time in maybe eight years, nine years yeah. I've been here. Yeah, I know. So, it's it's kind of weird to not have rain. Because yeah. usually that's the issues we're getting. Right. All the wiring stuff. Yeah, we're getting water in cars and, and, you know, some roofs leaking, windscreens leaking. We had a Range Rover in um, Sunday and the, the owner have, had, had bought an A-pillar trim. So they've got these really nice looking but really cheaply made gloss black trims on the outside of the A-pillar mm. and either side of the 
okay. windscreen, front windscreen, and they break and crack. <laughs> of course they do. Now, this one, once we got it off, was held on, or it seemed to have been held on by a load of silicon. Oh. So we're pulling it off and it's shattered into a thousand. Now they break anyway, but this right. was awful. So now what had happened is in its, in its short five years that it's been on the road, the windscreen has been changed at least once. <laughs> And whoever did it decided to unload a full tube of silicon, it would oh. seem, on one side. And when they pressed it, obviously the screen, yeah. the silicon had gone under the trim. So then the trip now... It's not the way you put on a windscreen. One of the problems was that the silicon had held and there was way of pulling it to get it off and it had broken the trim. And once we got the new trim on, the little rubber seal that makes the join is supposed to go under the lip of the yeah. screen. There was no lip of screen because it was full of silicon. So the seal was all kinked and in there. So that that was a, that was a worry because obviously we don't want it to leak water. And, yeah. and and the worst thing of those is and what used to happen on 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 the older on like the LR3s it was a problem, and the LR4s you'd get going and if one of the clips came loose or the rubber seal <laughs> cracked slightly the air would get forced under there oh. so quickly that it'd rip them off as you were fl- driving down nice. the road. Nice. And we don't want that. No. You know. So yeah. um, that was. That was one of those where you think, oh, I wish it had been me that put the windscreen in because this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. But, you know. I'm always surprised that windscreens are really just held in, at least on my vehicle, by this this glue, this silicon oh. black, silicon stuff. Almost all of them. And that's yeah. all it is. Yeah, I mean, there's no screws. There's no brackets. I mean, that stuff it's is just, tough, though. Yeah. Well, I, they, I know when that, I mean, I've had it, at least three windscreens taken out of one of my Jeeps, you know, little stone chips here and there. And the guys don't mind doing it because at least there's not a lot of extra stuff and yeah. you can do it quick. But it's like a saw. Yeah, just they, like they're, cheese they're, wire. Yeah, really. they're cutting it yeah. and they're just going around. And, you know, because he says, yeah, with this stuff seals, it's done. It's really tough. We, we, I've, um, so we would get, back home, we would get a pair of work boots every six months. And for whatever reason, I mean, they were Dr. Martins that we'd have. So they would last for years even doing the job we did. I mean, I used to drill holes for number plates to screw them onto the brand new cars on my toe caps. They'd <laughs> really? just be like holes in the leather on the toe caps. And it was like, these things would last for years, but we'd get a, a pair every six months, but nobody would want the waste. So you'd kind of take the first one and then you'd have them in your toolbox or next to your toolbox. And then you've got the ones that you've had for the last three years still. And there's one yeah. there and they're like, do you want new? No, I'm fine. Obviously, there's some guys on the take that take them every time, but hey, we won't name names. <laughs> but we, we, we'd have them like they'd start to break around the sole, or mm. you know, the, the stitching for the sole. Yeah. You've seen Doc Martens have got the sort right. of yellow stitching around the yeah. sole. That really suffer with the oil, and and the floor cleaner was one of the big problems. We had mm. tiled floors, so that was really really quite bad for them. So they'd start to pull away. And DJ done it and I've done it and they lasted just as long and we just filled that gap with windscreen sealer the night <laughs> as we left and the next morning <laughs> put them on, no problem. Man. DJ actually had a he had a Mark IV Golf and we did a load of work to it. Um changed the front end for a bore front end and did did no end of work to it, but we lowered it and one of the bushes in the rear damper failed in the bottom mount. But to get one, it was by the whole thing and the whole set. So we just filled it with windscreen sealant. And it's probably, st- if the car's still driving, it's probably still going around with that. The yeah. car was really stiff anyway, so yeah. you wouldn't notice it. 
Mm-hmm. Just filled it with windscreen seal and left it for eight hours. That was it. There done. you go. Done. You see, that stuff's, that stuff's yeah, amazing. It's really solid <laughs> stuff. Speaking of, I, I, there's this, this is a, a couple days in now, but there's an article about North America and the old basic golf, the gen, the general one, you know, the, the yeah, run of the mill. They're doing the GTI now. Yeah. And they are. They're, they're gone. They're, they're taking them out of the plant out of Mexico mm. and that's it. Your regular golf, Volkswagen Golf in North America was the rabbit before that gone. Yeah. I, I thought, really? They're, you know, they're, you're left with the high end stuff, the GTI and the Golf R and, and the I suppose it, you, you just kind of, oh, you know, wow. the, the GTI is now, whilst it's still a special car relative to, to the segment it's in, it's kind of an expected level of performance yeah, and an expected it. level of trim. You know, yeah. VW is unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you look at it, no longer the people's car. It's become kind of a premium brand of it in its own right. And obviously it's not quite the luxury. It doesn't go for the luxury market like Audi does. Yeah. But it's still become a premium brand and it's got that. I think they kind of just accepted that certainly in certain in certain parts of the world, Volkswagen is seen as, well, that's a premium car. Yeah. Well, so, I guess the the general the general one the basic one no options they they say they they only sold about twenty two thousand yeah. last year and they were saying well in terms of Hondas they sold that many Hondas in a month uh, so who, who's gonna pay <laughs> probably four or five thousand dollars more yeah for a basic Golf I'm not yeah you, you know I I then I'm I can not. go grab the Honda and you're gonna go and get yourself a, a, a an all all singing all dancing Asian one yeah you know that's the that's the problem, I think, and and you know the GTI is, and the R is is living on as as that. It's, it's just a shame that the basic one can't be made more basic. But there's going to be a big shift to the electric stuff anyway. Yeah, and th- there's no really, there's no space for basic internal combustion engines yeah. and, and yeah. internal combustion engine powered vehicles now because what's the point? Yeah, you know why. Why pollute the world for something <laughs> like a 1.4 Golf? I mean, I, yeah. you know, I'm a VW yeah, guy, yeah, but yeah, yeah. are you really going to do it? Joy Wu had the uh, the powder blue rabbit. And uh, that picture of that Mark 1 on there and that article is beautiful. Oh, yeah, beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. So anyway, it's, I, I thought it was kind of a sad day. Going to wear a black armband for, uh, for that. Yeah, one. it's sad, but I, I get it. It's yeah. a definitely a good move, and yeah. and it it'll. I mean, the other thing is, then if people are buying, what's the extra on a GTI and an R? If people are buying the GTI and the R more than the basic one anyway, when the electric ones come out, boom, they're well, then set. all of a sudden yeah. those twenty thousand that they sold is going to turn into none. Yeah, exactly. So what's the point in producing it and yeah. and transporting it? Yeah. Forget about it. Forget Another good one that caught my eye is uh, Cadillac. He's got these uh, sports sedans coming out, and they're gonna, you know, yeah. next week or so, they're gonna really start you know, start teasing those. But I'm so I'm looking at it. They've just shown a picture of these things, and you know, it's 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 a nice caddy. If you, it's it doesn't really look like a Cadillac to me actually. And, and when I'm looking at this this image, so I, have to, I can't wait to 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 see them you know teased out with some more materials. But my first response as I look at them, I'm thinking. Looks like a Mazda. <laughs> you know, I'm kind looking of. at the front bonnet, that, and it's it's not that they look like Mazdas because they're a little bit bigger, but the lines on the doors and the way the the roof slopes down and the front grill, it all looks like a Mazda to me. Yeah, <laughs> and they've kind of 
got the Mazda name with the CTs and the yeah, you know the number four, five, whatever it is, CT four, CT five. It's a shame because I used to like, and it's kind of a different car, but I did like the CTS, the V, the CTS mm. V with the V eight, and it was mm. a bit mental, mm. and and it just looked different. Yeah, you always knew. Yeah, it was a Cadillac, and. It, Obviously, the big, huge Cadillac shield on the front doesn't really matter what they do to it. You'll know it's a caddy, but it's kind of lost to that. It's kind of, it's old 5 Series as well, old BMW 5 Series. There's a lot of 5 Series look yeah. to the side profile of yeah. the CTS, so certainly the 5. I don't know what they've done. I mean, I, I, I mean, I just... In one sense, it's almost like they're following the mass a little bit, you know. It's like, well, everyone's doing it. Let's follow the crowd. This that was the thing. That's why I, I'm, not, I'm not really a massive fan of American cars, but I... The CTS V8 that, that Cadillac did like 10 years ago. Yeah, I remember that. Loved it. Yeah. Just looked like, it, it just looked like a bicep with wheels on it. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? It was just really just like muscular, deliberate, and it was just- Cadillac can use that. It's a bicep with wheels. It just looked yeah. like it was a performance car, but it just looked angry. Yeah. It yeah. looked like it sounded and went- yeah. I re- yeah, that was exactly it. It was just, and so, sometimes you want that performance car. You want that thing. And, and then Cad- it still had that distinctive, yeah, it's a Cadillac. And I don't know what's going on. Well, you know, hey, it's just pictures. So when they finally roll out, we're going to see them. Yeah. And it might be, whoa, need one of those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure the interior and the sound system, one thing for sure is the sound system is going to be out of this world. I, I'm thinking the seating is going to be so well appointed inside. Yeah. Yeah. And the way, you know, the way the dash and all that comes together, I'm thinking it's going to, you're going to get in, I'm in a Cadillac. Yeah, for sure. And a hundred percent. I mean, Andrew's um, mom and dad have a, a, a Cadillac and it's like when you're in it. Yeah. The, the way the dashboard, the screen sh- is shaped like the, the emblem and there's, there's the logo and, the, and it's just, Cadillac, yeah, just tells you what you're in straight away. And there's so much difference between, even between the Cadillac and the GMC. Mm. So mm-hmm. much of a difference yeah. between the two of them, how they feel. Just you know, but like you say, driving down the road. I mean, Chevrolet from the same <laughs> brand, Chevrolet. When they brought the last Malibu out, they did the advert yeah. where they debadged it and drove it round and had yeah. people saying, "Where do you think this car's from and who made it?" And everyone was saying it's German or yeah. Whatever, and it's not. It's it's a Chevy Malibu. I did like that Malibu. Though, I gotta say, yeah, and I get it. But they've kind of it's yeah. What's wrong with thinking it looks like a Chevrolet? Yeah. What yeah. are you joking? Yeah, yeah. Your advert is buy our car. It doesn't look like one of ours. Yeah, you. I, that's the thing. You want it to. Yeah. What are you saying? Yeah. So I, I don't. So you know, it's weird. But you know, all cars are all cars are looking very similar. We've said it before. Yeah. I, I just think Cadillac's not your daily. It's not your everyday brand, is it? No. You're never going to, you know, there's a few brands out there that are lucky that should be able to be proud of what they are. Cadillac, Jaguar, Porsche, Ferrari, those kind of things that should be like, no, this like the 911. This is what it looks like. Yeah. This is is, how it's going to be. And this is where the engine is going to be. This is where the transmission is going to sit. This is how it's going to handle. Yeah. And that's it. It's a 911. And you know what? You see it? That's a Porsche 911. Yeah. That's a Cadillac. Why aren't Cadillac the same? Why don't, why is, what's wrong with keeping it unique? Yeah. I understand aerodynamics. I understand to a certain degree the economics of producing cars that are, are, are you know, you can go to a parts bin, but come on, it's a Cadillac. Yeah. Charge 10K more and you'll still sell them. For sure. Because people are going to go, I'm driving a Caddy. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you drive up and it's... Because it's going to be fantastic inside. Yeah. 
going to be a great car inside and if it's if it's got the right power plant in the front then great yeah come on <laughs> look at the old Cadillacs look at the old Cadillacs oh, next to you the know cars what, of the time and then look at this next to the cars currently I got a a, a neighbor's got a Fleetwood sitting out front oh it's beautiful it is just beautiful i mean uh, any day i would drive one of those i said to the wife i said i wonder if you're selling that thing. <laughs> she instantly said no i've asked him yeah yeah no Forget no it's it, not Jay. for sale just keep going. We, keep walking I've keep seen, walking i've seen a house 400 kilometers away do you want to move <laughs> let's go and look at it i'm just thinking you know you get out on the highway you get it up to 80 kilometers an hour and you're just cruising in the Fleetwood. Yeah, I mean, doing your bit for global warming there. <laughs> yeah. You're only going 80 because you're trying to get some more gas mileage, and you know you got to get to the next Enoch up the road. You have to stop at every petrol station. You know, like like being incontinent and going past toilets. You've got to stop. Well, can you find the person who's going to be able to work on the carburetor? That's the question. Yeah. <laughs> you can suddenly become a carburetor expert. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, at, I'm not saying at all that... I'm a fan of the Cadillacs. I did like the CTS V8, yeah. but be proud of yeah. what you are. I think that's that's the most important thing for me there. I mean, why why make your car anything other than what you want it to be? And maybe they want it to look like a BMW 5 Series and a Mazda. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, the, the BMW 5 Series seems to be, for whatever reason, and I'm not a big Beamer fan. I don't know. It's just never been... It's never been the one that sticks out in my head, but it seems to me that people really try to replicate that look and it's weird. It's really weird. And, and yeah, it's, I'm not driving a Beamer. I'm driving a Mazda, but it looks like a Beamer, but it's a Mazda. And it's like, okay. Just yeah. aspire to something that's don't try and be the next best thing. Try and be the first you. That's how I would yeah. look at it. Now it's obviously, you know, I'm never going to be a car manufacturer, for probably for that reason <laughs> but you know look yeah. at look think of the most famous cars if somebody that you know if somebody came to you and said look we need to think of the most 10 most important cars in history then they're all going to be unique yeah. model t beetle 2cv None of them look like each other. Yeah. That's the first thing you can say yeah. straight away. You could put them all, no matter which 10 you chose, and I guarantee if they were rent, genuinely were important, they didn't, none of them would look the same. Yeah. Bugatti Veyron, to bring it more. <sighs> nothing looks like the Bugatti yeah. Veyron, right? And it's just, yeah. I mean, if you're going to make a car, make it worth <laughs> it. I saw, I saw one of the Lamborghini off-roaders the other day, and I just instantly went, Why? Mm. why it's interesting i mean you know it, and it was interesting because i knew instantly it was a lamborghini because of the lines you know why that is because the people that were buying the aventador and the yeah. and the hurricane 10 or 15 20 years ago even for the you know they can't get in and out of them anymore <laughs> exactly so what yeah. they were doing they were going and buying these <laughs> rolls royce cullinans or whatever they're called yeah, and, the, yeah. and the bentley yeah Bentayga, Bentayga, or however you pronounce yeah. it, and they yeah. thought, no, 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 we'll just take the Bentley one, put our badge on it, <laughs> and we'll sell it, and then they can they can trade the Aventador in, and we'll sell them an Ura, so however you pronounce that. Yeah, I did see a Bentley convertible the other day, one of the new ones. I, I didn't see the badge on the back. It was, uh, but <sighs> said to the wife, now that's a car. Yeah, the, the Bentleys do look really sweet, really, really sweet lately. When, I mean, ones. I was really impressed. So it, it made me think I got to gotta get in touch with uh, Noel over there and see if I can't get him to set yeah. me up for a Bentley. The sort of, <laughs> the, the kind of 2000, like the Continental GT when they got yeah. the W12 off VW was a great car at the time. It just, 
didn't age well. No, no, that was the silly LEDs on the front, and and yeah. they just they didn't have the the crisp finish on the lights and the body lines. Yeah. It was a great car, and they still look great. Don't get me wrong, but they're just not yeah. like when you see the current one. They haven't changed much, but they're so much better. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's just not. It's just not. Not age, but they're, they're fantastic cars. Yeah. Great, great cars. Interesting dilemma that I, I'm sure comes into you guys. And I, I, it just, it just came on, and I was reading about it. And the the headline was Corvette C8s are getting condenser fin damage because of where the condensers are, and and you know rocks hitting them apparently. Yeah. And so then, I, as I kept reading something, oh, this is a, an issue with the Corvette. And the the, the under, you know, the, sort of the, the tag on it was it's not an issue. It's an aesthetic issue. It doesn't change anything. And then it went on to talk about motorcycles. And there's a lot of cars that have, you know, air condensers right in the front, pretty low to the ground, that this happens all the time. And I'm going, I'm listening to this. I'm going, hold on a second. The idea of the condenser fin is that air is going around it. And if it's rocks are hitting it and it's smooshing some of it up and it's now creating a barrier, how can that condenser be working the way it should be? Which made me think, yeah, hold on a second. You know, this, the, the, what you're saying does not make sense. Yeah. So I thought this was an interesting dilemma in our new cars that you've got a whole bunch of air intake and the aesthetics around it that are still leading to damage. Well, you know, there's, there's, there's a reason all these cars have these big gaping fronts. It's been 15 years where, you know, I remember Jeremy Clarkson just horrified at the front <laughs> end of a Volvo and a Jaguar, just like, what is that? And there's a reason it's all to do with airflow and a lot of cars now because the engines are getting smaller having charged engines so this mm. charged air gets hot so you need an intercooler all cars have ac as standard yeah so you need an ac condenser you've already got your your radiator for your coolant for the engine so now you've got three then you've got power steering oil coolers and you've got yeah. transmission oil coolers invariably so sometimes you can have five coolers on the front <laughs> it's crazy you know you could even have an engine oil cooler as part of one and you could have six potentially yeah. coolers on the front and it's out of control the air has to go in and go through and and you know the the next time we we change a, a condenser which we probably do every week i'll try and catch it on video of, of you open the box of yeah. a brand new one and there will be a couple of fins bent here and there because of where it's been put in the box and mm. and then we take it out we have to use our hands and we have to hold it somewhere and then you put in it in and it's often tight place oh, and then okay. there's small so things. You're bending a little bit here. So some of the fins will un- invariably, when you're doing the job, will, will get bent. Mm. Now, it's such, such, it's almost almost um, almost like foil in, yeah. in its, well, it is basically. It's very, very difficult to, to not deform some of it and and to try and reform it would, would probably tear it. Yeah. So you're losing some surface area, and and that's a problem. You are losing some surface area, but there's a I, I don't know what the surface area is, and I'm sure there's a there's a resource that would tell us. But there's, there must be a huge surface area that, okay. that yeah, so can it, go through. So losing the so odd, it's well over spec is what you're telling. I would me. think that on the on the over, com, you know, they're overcompensated for already. I would think so. But mm. if using the vehicle is causing them constantly to lose surface area that's not great yeah i don't care mm. who you are or what vehicle it is that's not great and things will fail yeah you know how many how many wranglers are out there that have got extra radiator uh, extra transmission oil coolers on because oh, yeah. the transmission's overheated here yeah. so often yeah so so often so that tells you how 
important it is. So there's there's definitely something that's not right. Mm. Um, we we've got a C8 in at the minute, which is absolutely mental with nitrous <laughs> oh, methanol man. tank on the oh, methanol no. tank on the back. Oh, uh, the biggest supercharger head I've ever seen. <laughs> the the cigarette lighter. Yeah. You press the button, like you're pushing the flap and it springs up. It's no longer a cigarette lighter, it's just a big blue button that you'd think Fast and the Furious. If I press that, I'm gonna crash. Yeah. Um, the the car isn't registered. It just came into us for a good look round and to see the feasibility of getting it through the test. No mm. chance. But <laughs> meant it must be. It must be over a thousand horsepower really? and with nitrous and methanol on it. Must be. So the last thing you want is the ability for debris and stones and gravel and grit and whatever else it is to be able to hit the front of that car. Yeah. You don't want that. You don't no. want that to happen because, okay, the fins might go, but eventually one day you're going to hit one of the veins and then you're going to crack something. Yeah, and then you're done for. And if it and it's right when you need it to be working. Well, exactly, yeah. You know, if it overheats because it's lost surface area and its cooling abilities have, have decreased, you don't need that here when it's 50 degrees in the summer. No. No. So, you know, you don't need it anywhere. No. But certainly not here. Mm, interesting. Hey, Glenn, you know what? It's that time of the day. We're gonna we're gonna pack up the podcast studio Been good. and uh, head head back to work. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> Podaholics is what you've been listening to. The PowerWorks podcast with Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive. You got questions, queries, comments? Just want to drop us a line. Podaholics with a K at gmail.com. We're coming to you from the podcast studio in the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai. We'll be back at you really soon. Share the link. Tell people about us. So long for now. <laughs>